Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe, maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. Hello, welcome back to the Bare Necessities podcast. If you thought you were getting the intro music, you're dead wrong. <laughs> That's Dude. only for when we're happy. <laughs> Dude. That was, a, that was brutal. I mean, I think to say it wasn't that we just lost, we absolutely got dominated. Um, at home. You let Jordan fucking love look good. Man, I was tell I tell you what, and people will hate to 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 hear this, but that would be like a historic performance for a Bears quarterback. Let him toss up two hundred and fifty yards and three touchdowns. I mean Maybe against the Packers, but Justin Fields had way better performances last year against other teams. But yeah, I mean uh, if, sometimes, but if it was against the Packers, sure. But I mean, you let Jordan Love look good. The guy that's missing wide open throws multiple times throughout the game and he looked good. Yeah. Yeah. No, what I mean, the I fuck think um, are you do. I mean, seriously, <laughs> Justin Jones, Jaquan Brisker. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, we ain't got no room to talk about about this team, especially when it comes compared to other teams. I mean, the rest of the season's in doubt. I mean, especially after the Buccaneers just beat the, the Vikings. Yeah, I know we're crazy losing things next happen. week. Yeah. You play like this again, like you, you will lose. You're not going to win many games in the NFL playing playing like you just did. Um, it was like watching Indiana play Ohio State. You know, it was crazy to watch. They at times in the game they played scared, which was a crazy turnaround from on the first drive going for it in your own territory on fourth down, which I know high percentage play QB sneak. There was a high percentage play. But man, you go from being aggressive and that just like killed everything. It was insane. This this. This loss means a lot. Like, seriously, it, it means a lot. And to me, I think, sure, it's week one. We can say it's week one. We can keep leaning on the fact that it's week one. Sure. But at the yeah, end of the day. That's a silver lining. The, the, coaching, the coaching of this game lost us the game. I mean, what was this offensive game plan? What, that was rough to watch. You spend a second-round pick. You trade the first overall pick, and a, and a part of that get DJ Moore. Darno Mooney's back from injury. And you spent all this money and resources at the wide receiver position. You spent a, a lot of resources at that offensive line. To, to not throw downfield. I mean, explain this to me. Why the fuck would we trade for Chase Claypool if the only time we're going to target him is on bubble screens. <laughs> this makes no yeah. sense. Like the the offensive game planning, it's and we saw this in spurts last year, to be honest, especially late in games. Getsy plays like he's fucking afraid of the other team. I know. He calls plays as if he's trying to not lose every single game. Al Williams isn't much better. <laughs> no, yeah. but Getsy, he's not spe specifically. Man, you had the highest scoring offense for four straight weeks in the NFL. You had Justin Fields, who ran for a thousand straight yards. Justin Fields was top three in deep passes and big time throw percentage. 
and the entire game plan is bubble screens? Give me a break. Design an offense around the freaking quarterback that you have, man. Justin Fields, what's his strengths? Running the ball, scrambling specifically, and throwing the ball downfield. DJ Moore had two receptions. You might as well trade him midseason if you're just going to target him two times a game. Unbelievable. Yeah, and uh, as far as the the worry spots coming into offensive line, I think uh, about lived up to to what we expected it was going to be and then let us down even more. And and with that being said, I mean, Fields was under pressure a lot, and then when he did have time, it just still wasn't working out. They are completely out of sync. The, the pick six killed, you know, whatever kind of momentum they had in, in coming back in the game. But the offensive line, Darnell Wright struggled a bit. At the same time, they didn't give him any help. They, they let him go one-on-one all day. Um, so that was tough. Braxton Jones had an you know, untimely penalty. That was bad. And, and I don't know if you were listening at all a little bit in the buildup, but I listened to some of the, the post game with Eberflus, and I think it's concerning. Um, to hear him talk about really just talking about protecting the football, not having penalties and, and developing takeaways. Like this is bigger than that, man. <laughs> it's like, this team needs to come out and play with some confidence. Like they want to play football. Um, it was just flat. I think it was the same kind of concerns that we had after the last preseason game where things were out of sync. They weren't meshing. Um, and like you said, they refused to throw the ball downfield. And when they did throw the ball downfield, it's crazy. They moved the ball and they ended up scoring. I mean, it's, it's a revolutionary idea. Um, and I can live with the, the slip screen type deals to, to Herbert. Like, that's fine. Like, that's part of relieving the pressure off fields. But constantly going to, like you said, the wide receiver bubble screen when you have Chase Claypool out there who has no interest in blocking. <laughs> like, if you're going to go ahead and, and, and do those kind of things, at least have your wide receivers out there ready to block. I mean, Chase Claypool just let him right by um, on a couple of different occasions. So that's cool. Um, and it was just also, too, when the offense was going today, then the defense was letting up touchdowns and vice versa. When the defense got a couple of clutch stops, you know, the Bears hardly cashed in. So it's just it was a mess all around. I think that there's not really anyone out there that can feel super great. Um, but shout out to Roshan Johnson, the the first <laughs> touchdown of his career. So hopefully many more to that. Um, but yeah, nah, I mean nothing really good to say about this one. Darnell Darnell Wright looked good in my opinion. Like I thought he looked good. Braxton Jones, not so much. He was getting beat quite a bit. This interior offensive line looked awful, which was something that I guess we kind of expected a little bit, but right. I, 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 I am speechless at the incompetence that was on display today. It looked identical to the game planning early in the season last year. Like what, what is this scheme? Is this the scheme that you want to run Luke Getze? And we have all these Bears fans, oh my God, I'm so afraid of Luke Getze getting hired to be a head coach of an NFL team <laughs> after year two. Shut the fuck up. Are you serious? Let's let him be good. Please. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's that's hardly a concern at this moment. <laughs> I, I think that, <laughs> I mean, that's Jesus. that's about the last thing in my mind. John Harbaugh if has someone... a better fu- fucking chance of being a head coach <laughs> next year than Luke Getze. Or I yeah. mean, Jim, sorry. <laughs> Long day. Yeah, I hear you. It's okay. It, it's it been a rough one, you know. Um, I, I think that it was just a mess. All, I think that not only the play calling, um, 
but just situationally too that they got a little bit lucky of course we always harp on him for his second long runs he pulled that card a couple of times again today um herbert bailed them out when they're close to their own goal line so that worked out I, I think that the running back performance overall was was somewhat strong especially with the holes that they had available i think everyone kind of got involved in the pass game and at first i was really hype about justin fields getting the checkdowns involved but then it just never quite materialized into much more than that. And like you said, you got to get the ball to DJ Moore. I, I mean, it, it, there's no excuse for not finding a way to get him the ball. Chase Claypool was basically non-existent. Darnell Mooney was, you know, kind of what we expected. The only one that really seemed to go out there and um, link up with Justin Fields to make something happen uh, that was big. But, yeah, you got you got to be able to take shots, do something. I mean, at the whole time, it's like, okay, they're drawing the defense in the first half, fine. But then they never took the leash off, and, and then everything stayed short. And by the time they were able to get anything rolling on offense, the game was already was already out of reach. So it was it was more than disappointing, and I think that the it was clear. It was so clear the adjustments they had to make going into halftime, and they were so late to, to wake up to it. Uh, and Green Bay camp with so much more intensity, which I just don't know how that can happen at a home, home opener against the Packers. It just seemed like it was uninspiring performance. It just seemed not that the players don't care, but I, I wasn't seeing just that overall emotion. I mean, a good yeah. thing was, you know, the players run into Fields defense when Jair Alexander wasn't a late hit, but kind of gave him that extra shove. So that was nice to see. But that was the most emotion that we saw all day. Yeah. I mean, o- offense. I mean, okay, thinking back to our (laughs) pregame podcast, we both talked about how the one kind of critical flaw to winning this game would be if Green Bay's lines start taking over offensively and defensively. I'm surprised Green Bay didn't run the ball more because they were running it at will on the defense, nine yards a carry pretty much. Especially on the first drive. They just ran all the way down the field. I was like, well, yeah, why pass it? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that opened things up a lot for Jordan Love. For our defense, all I got to say, you let Jordan Love look good. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is not a high standard that we're asking them to. We're asking them to get one sack. Justin Jones, get one sack on a Packers player, please, for the love of God, before you mention beating them again. <laughs> right? Like, it's unbearable. Uh, <laughs> not to be yeah. uh, ironic there, but it's it's unbearable to watch this. Like, seriously, it offensively, this is the most embarrassing performance I've seen in a while. And we've been through a lot, a lot as Bears fans. And this is the potentially the worst way to start your season. Our expectations go from, you know, I was thinking, hey, we might be able to slip into the playoffs potentially because our schedule is so easy to now I'm thinking, are we going to have the number one overall pick again? Because you cannot win a single game against anybody if you're letting Jordan Love throw three touchdowns on you. That's just, it's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. They're not going to win a single game this year if they keep this up. <laughs> well, they better be ready to answer the questions too. Like, I, I think that not that the Bears have like come out and explicitly been like, hey, like we're going for this big push. You know, it hasn't been a big like PR thing like the Lions, but at the same time, the expectations were there and they didn't, and not that you would squash them because you always want to be confident about your team, but, you know, at the same time, they're making moves. They they had the cap space. They didn't burn it all, but they went out and signed some free agents, obviously made the moves in the draft that they did. Um, 
but you're going to have to answer questions now this year. You know, like I, I don't think Matt Eberflus gets a leash for a second year or like a pass, a hall pass. Like he had his hall pass for going three and 14 last year. You don't get that for a second year. And, and they came out and not that they played like this every game last year, but they played like they did in some of the games last year. Just real, real bad. Like this looked like a team that was still in that 10 game skid from last year. Like, yeah, it's like actually yeah, worse, this, worse like, in many yeah. regards. Right. It's like, oh, this is still last year's team. All the players changed, but the team didn't. The team has yeah. the same mentality still. And it's it's disgusting to watch. Like it just and I guess too, like defensively as well. Like you said, they started to get bullied in the trenches a little bit. Yannick Ngakwe got his first sack as a Chicago Bears, so congratulations for that. Um so he came out and made a play. Only that was nice. Game, right? believe so we signed yeah. a marcus walker to a three-year 21 million dollar contract and which i didn't he, notice him once today well he made a decent play on that third down to stop the conversion really when, early uh, in the game, right? when love yeah when love was rolling out so he came up and made that stop um which yeah, it was like at times we saw the bears like fly to the football pretty good um but then at times it got real sloppy um and, and there were some big hits like Tyreek Stevenson early in the game brought some intensity, had a real nice hit, get the tackle for loss, but it just wasn't consistent throughout the game. And then just letting the big plays up, especially the passes to Aaron Jones. I mean, those were just, especially on that throwback that just absolutely deflated them. It looked like, and then another thing is just like all these great linebackers that we signed. It doesn't really mean a thing when our defensive line just gets bullied on run plays. Like like yeah. you said, I can't believe Green Bay didn't run it more than they did because they were having everything that they wanted out there. Yeah, which was a huge complaint from last year. I mean, this team is easily week one when the power rankings come through should be the worst team ranked in the NFL. And it's not even close. And with the amount of talent, draft picks, everything put in this team, the amount of hype drawn up all offseason, like, how do you not? I, I was at a loss for words during the game right. at, at times. Like, I just, I didn't even know what to say because it was all so bad. Broken coverages. Matt Eberflus, you're supposed to be a defensive guru. What the oh, yeah, fuck don't, are you doing? Don't get me started on that, too. It's just like, this defense is too soft. The zones are yeah. too soft. Like, we give up. Anyone can nickel and dime. Like, Jordan Love had no problem taking whatever was underneath. And whenever the time, like, someone caught a ball, let's say, five yards up the field, the next Bears player to come and get him was about still another, like, five to ten yards deep. Yeah. Like, they were giving you the first like, down. Oh, Jordan Love's being very efficient on third down. His wide receivers <laughs> are wide open. Take a look at the. Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't even. Greg Greg Olson made this even worse. I mean, <laughs> it, that was a slap in the face. I mean, he's talking three minutes down, three minutes to the end of the freaking game, and Greg Olson's like, "Oh, I hate that these Bears players aren't hurrying up to the line. We're down twenty-one points. For the love of God, it, Greg Olson. Wasn't that shameful to see uh, to see Sean Clifford come out and play a little bit? That's when you know in the NFL, like in college football, you expect that in the early weeks. So that's when you know you effed up in the NFL." Like we got to see Sean Clifford in the game today. <laughs> see, and, and this is yeah. the, this is actually the sad part is that, well, happy and sad. A on Saturdays, I get to watch one of the best offensive minds in all of football put together a absolutely beautiful, flawless offensive plan that just works like like you, it it works every time. Every every team you go against, it's like there's not even a defense on the p field. It's like pitch and catch. 
And then I have to watch the Bears on Sunday and watch every single thing about them look so laborious. And I get that this is college to NFL, but for the love of God, Bears, figure this thing out. I mean, it's it's not rocket science at the end of the day. And like, I'm gonna be honest, right now, I'm concerned. If if this podcast hasn't oh. hasn't already uh, let you guys know, yeah. I'm concerned. Okay. I'm concerned that the fundamental pieces that are supposed to make this team run, the coach, the offensive coordinator, I'm afraid that you're gonna they're throw not the quarterback hit. in there. And like this is even quarter at quarterback, I can't even, you know, I'm gonna give Justin Fields a leash. I know he threw that pick. That was a bad pick. But at the end of the day, like I feel like Justin Fields has proven enough to get a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. The these coaches are are right now horrible. And like I, I'm I'm gonna raise the question. Did we fool ourselves? Did did us Bears fans fool ourselves again? Did we get oh oh we're gonna get this hard nosed defensive coach? Because when I think about it, when I see teams hire a defensive coach that's coming from a team <laughs> in general, I'm gonna say this team's gonna be changing their coach out in two to three years. And the yeah. Bears did it again. The Bears did it again. And I pray to God they're not going to waste the talent of Justin Fields, who I, I truly believe could, has the opportunity to be a special quarterback in this league and take that next step and is primed to take that next jump. If they waste, it, I mean, if they waste his talent, man, I just don't even know where you go from there. I mean, sure, the bright spot is the draft again, but are we like? I, I was just telling you, like at this point, that's worked out so Caleb. well for us. In the is, is Caleb is Caleb Williams going to come out to play for the freaking Bears? Are you like? I mean, history has repeated itself time and time again, and every single season we try to justify what this Bears team does. And now I understand why there's so many Bears fans that are just like nothing's going to change to the McCaskies. Can't blame him. You know, like at this point, I can't even blame him. We've been doing this podcast yeah. for four years at this point. Been in the playoffs once, <laughs> twice, twice. We did get blown out by the Saints. Don't forget it. Oh, actually, uh, no, you're right. Only because 2018 was the playoffs, and yeah, since the podcast only once. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> that's amazing. I mean, no, honestly, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, no, you can't blame you know the quote unquote meatball. So you know. That have those takes of you know same old bears. After today's performance, you cannot blame them because it's everything that you would expect. It like it was just a very bearsish game. You know, as soon as you have a chance to get back in it, you find a way to to soil it. Um, the positives are limited. You know, I mean, they move the ball in garbage time to pad some extra stats. Like you said, I think the ultimate kicker is you went out, you gave. In his first full season as a starter, you let Jordan Love come out, dish the ball out for 250 yards, three touchdowns. Didn't it's really force him into it. Jordan didn't Love force sucks. him into a mistake. Jordan Love is and not a good quarterback. Can okay. we hit an can we hit an inherent problem with this defense? Our front four, we hardly ever bring blitzes. Our front yeah. four does not get to the quarterback. Well, yeah, the front <laughs> four does not get to the quarterback and <laughs> I, this, I don't know what he, else to he say. He had nothing but time. He had nothing but time. 
yes, of course he's going to go off and and have a huge game. The man is out here hardly breaking a sweat. Yeah. He hits his drop and he evaluates and he's able to make his read. Like it's simple. Football is simple when you got it like that. And, but it's everything that you drew this game up to be Austin. You said the game is going to be all about the trenches and the bears lost, lost on both sides today. And that's why the game was able to get so out of hand. It was two teams playing two totally different versions of football out there. I'm I'm truly speechless. Like I I don't. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not even that this Packers team is fucking good, man. This Packers team we haven't gotten. Good. Christian Watson wasn't playing. Their Christian best receiver Watson. wasn't in the game. Romeo do. There's one player you need to guard. It's Romeo Dubes. And they have Eddie fucking Jackson and linebackers on him. Like, how the hell do you scheme this up? You're not even bringing pressure, but Eddie Jackson's in man coverage on Romeo Dubes. How does that make sense? How are you not blitzing a quarterback, but Romeo Dobbs is covered by Eddie Jackson? That makes no sense. Yeah. This team is laughable. Like, there is no more... Oh, you know, here's this, here's that. You know, yeah, this looked good. This looked good. Roshan Johnson, sure. I mean, you got uh, one touchdown, and you also probably tote like, I don't know. You you probably got in on that other touchdown too, but it was the same drive, so it's still just one touchdown. But at the the love of God, Cole Komet. Where was Cole Komet? I mean, all, all this talk about Cole Komet. He just he got showed up at the end of the game. Yeah, made one catch. What he I was mean, busy all, all he was busy all week. In practice, working on that sneak. (laughs) Justin Fields needs to become more efficient. He was the most fucking efficient quarterback in the NFL today. He took every damn (laughs) check down on the field. Oh, my God, man. This is unbelievable. Watching this game was unbelievable. It was also, it's interesting to note the game was was 10 to 6 at halftime. The Bears gave up 28 points. One of them being a pick six, but they gave up 28 points in the second half. And it's funny because when That's I was remarkable. watching the game, I just I talked to my dad. I was like, you know what? The one we're going into, it's like seven to six, and then they get, hit that field goal. And I'm like, you know what? The one positive I'll take out of this is the Bears are last year were always a better team in the second half. Nope, not today. Luke Getze is I I I, I don't know like I, I just seriously don't even know. I, I can't put words together to describe Luke Getze's performance today. It's the most, even when going through, how many years of Matt Nagy? Four, three, something like that? Can't remember. Even going through all the Nagy years, I can't even remember. I can't even remember a Packers loss this embarrassing. All the years of Aaron Rodgers. I can't remember. Mm, I think there's one or two mixed in there, but <laughs> I mean, maybe I think it's just a repressed memory down, but like, uh, like, a like the bears are coming in with these high expectations. You prove, you proved, I mean, everyone that's involved in bears, Twitter, seriously, turn off your phone. Just turn off your phone, turn off your phone and pray to God. We beat Baker Mayfield next week. Cause that's not <laughs> a given. It's, it's not, not even close. It's- it's not a given. I don't think there's any games to give in. It's like then I look at like the Chiefs in week three at Arrowhead and I'm like <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Might as well not Maybe even watch. F- yeah, find other plans on that day. Um <laughs> you might save yourself from just unneeded stress. But yeah, I mean ultimately too, 
it's just with the offensive line, I think that the communication, the passing off to, especially on like stunts and twists, terrible. And you can tell that they barely had any any time practicing together. Like Nate Davis out there looking just rusty. They can't pass anybody off. Um, the Braxton Jones on that play action, I want to know if that was play design or Braxton Jones' fault um, when they had that absolute free release on like the boot action play. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like what the hell are you doing? How many times is that going to happen in Luke Getze's yeah. offense? It happens in the preseason. It's happened multiple times in the preseason since Luke gets. It's like been maybe here. if we're maybe if we're gonna allow like a, a unblocked defender, we shouldn't have the quarterback with the balls have his back turned to him. Yeah, like maybe that should be more of a read kind of play where he's got his eyes on him, <laughs> not turning around and then booting it the other way. Like, and why? Do, what's the fascination with having him roll to his left? I don't know. I don't get it. Like in the red zone, that roll to the left, like of course that's not gonna work. That's like so unnatural. There, but, there is you know. a, just a, a countless uh, like flaws <laughs> in this Bears offense. It's not even an execution thing. Like, sure, Chase Claypool could have blocked better. Sure, this, sure that. At the end of the day, why is your entire game plan ninety percent bubble screens? And why, after you make adjustments, why is every like? I get the Packers have a good offensive line. Have you ever heard of doing something that's very common in Shanahan offenses? Rolling out play action. These are very simple things that you can do to buy your quarterback a little more time when you have a struggling offensive line. And something that brought the Bears tremendous success last year. I don't get what this obsession is with trying to box Justin Fields into this like, oh, we want you like efficient, like get over that. Okay, get over that for now. Let Justin feel design your scheme around the players that you have around you. Okay, sure. You got to have a, some sort of basis for your scheme. The Shanahan offense has its core principles, core, core core scheme designs. But at the end of the day, Justin Fields' game isn't dumping off screen passes all day. In fact, you could find a ton of different quarterbacks in the NFL that could run that scheme better than Justin Fields. Use Justin Fields for what he's truly elite at, okay? Deep ball passes, stretching the defense. And when you do that, Getsy. Guess what happens? You open up the screen game, right? But if you're only going to target a receiver downfield like four times in the entire game, nothing's going to happen. I mean, it's unbearable at this point to watch this. Yeah, a couple unbearables in this one. And I think that's, that's a good summation of it. It's just... I don't know what the fascination with the game manager thing is. Like, why gets he's like, yeah, I just need someone that's a game manager. It's like, okay, so we manage the game and then do what? Like, we're expecting this team to be the the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> like, the defense <laughs> is going to score all the touchdowns for us. Like, so the, the goal is we do all these screens, don't score points, and we win the game. How? Like, and I think that's what it boils down to. It's like we're, we're playing scared to lose. Like, he's out here just trying not to have the offense lose the game. And it's like, Man, I don't know what game you're watching, but our defense is certainly not going to score enough points to win this game. Like, I just I don't get it. Um, like you said, I mean, the, the screens are excessive. If they worked, obviously, there would be less complaining about it. Um, but obviously, too, the communication between Getsy and his assistants, I know that there was a clip of him going over and screaming at Andrew Janako, who's the wide receivers coach. Bro, have it sorted out before the game. You shouldn't be going over to the wide receivers coach and being like, why are my wide receivers blocking? This is something that should be flushed out. He's the QB coach Uh, and passing game coordinator. So, like. Oh, that's probably why. 
I mean, but even so, like, dude, you're the offensive coordinator. If your wide receivers can't block, it's your problem. I, call something different. Call something yeah, different. But try that's, that's calling a, revolutionary. a different fucking play than a bubble screen <laughs> on second and 15. How many? But it's neg- not like. How many yeah. five plus yard negative screens did we see today? I think it's like three Quite or few. two or three, three or four, something like that. It was bad. Um, yeah. And like and they keep just they yeah. No, keep know. going, keep going, because you're actually. I was just gonna say they keep like Eberflus keeps talking about like turnovers and all that too, and that's huge. Like, but they're not gonna. This Bears team isn't gonna generate any turnovers with no pressure. Yeah. And this like I, I don't know how it's gonna get through to him and like that's what you said like a problem with him and Allen Williams, but I think ultimately you have to lie it flat. I mean Allen Williams is is Eberflus's choice. What's going on with this defense, man? You just you let a team drop thirty eight points on you, thirty one of them given to the offense with at Jordan home. Love with Jordan Love, and and receivers that have probably a combined two hundred or maybe five hundred receiving yards in their entire career and the entire group going against yeah. you today. You let Reed out there. He got his first NFL catch, and then he looked like he's been like a, a pro, a veteran. You let him cut open so many times. It's, and the big deep ball played a Musgraves. Like, this team. And, and they gave Eberflus up. Was like, they gave up on it. Yeah, Ibraflus was like, oh, we're going to have to watch the tape. We're going to have to watch the tape. I'm like, man, I ain't got to watch no tape back again. Like, y'all just aren't aren't prepared. Everyone's not even. Yeah. You're talking about the one with the fumble, right? Or the one that he loved miss? Uh, no, no, no. The one that was complete when Muskers had like backpedal. So yeah, like the initial, he dropped the ball at first, then picked it back up, chucked it down the field. Yes, yes. Like, yeah, everyone stopped. I mean, everyone stopped. And where's this? Oh, we, is everyone gonna get a loaf on that plane? Matt Eberflus, you get a loaf this week. You, you guys fucking sucked. You're horrible. And we're probably gonna lose our clean rating based on this podcast with the amount of f bombs we've been dropping. But you know what? We'll live with it. Yeah, I'm gonna let you eat that one. I've been trying to keep myself as level-headed as possible, yeah. but I can't. I can't fight the raw emotion. I get it because I think that that was, like you said, we've watched some terrible Bears football. We've watched some god awful Bears football. But as far as just a complete product beginning to end, offense, defense, special teams. Well, Cairo Santos he had himself a game. <laughs> Quick round of applause <laughs> for Cairo Santos. Man, <laughs> special teams. Also, Trent Taylor, why are you fair catching a ball fair, at the yeah, five-yard line? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, he just this is the issue. They come to Chicago, man, and they just forget how to play. Like, <laughs> it's something in the air. It's the wind coming off the lake. It's yeah. carrying in some like asbestos or some shit. It's just man, it's, rotting the brains of these players. It's, oh man, I it, it's it's bet you're down bad when you're like yeah. Tampa Bay next week. That's going to be a game. <laughs> that's a tough spot to be Baker in. And it's May. week one. It's week one and we're there. So I, happy like, NFL season, Bears fans. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I I don't know. It's been like a good three to four seasons at this point since Cody Whitehair has been good. Man, he's, we need to get rid of him. I mean, just flat out, he looked horrible today. A lot of those pressures through the middle, they weren't because of Lucas Patrick. Some of them were. A lot of them were because of Cody Whitehair. Let's just, let's just stop 
let's just I, I I know that we were told that he's a pro bowler. We were told that he was good. It's just it's not it's not it anymore. You got to get rid of him. I know he's on that contract. Got to get rid of him. Um, I fi- I figure you'd be extra charged up too since they gave up a sack to Lucas Van Ness. <laughs> yeah, like of all play- of all fucking players, an Iowa player, really. You're giving up. Th- this game was dominated by Utah State, Iowa, and Michigan State <laughs> players. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you're you're hammering away at this clean rating, bro. I, I'm watching it whisper I know, away. I might, I might need to. I need to. Might need to beep some of these out or something. But dude, I just. I can't. I mean, I can't. And like, I'm. No, I'm no, at the no, point where like, uh, if nothing changes this year. Say it. You gotta fire. It. You gotta fire. fire the coaches. Fire. I if if you fire. can't put together, I, I mean, how we're here's where I'll, here's the one positive I'll give to all of this right now. The Bears are in a really favorable cap position. They have added good players. They got two first round draft picks. Maybe the first overall pick again. <laughs> I mean, you might. Uh, if if you put together another uninspiring performance, sub seven wins with DJ Moore, Justin Field, all these guys, I get that the defense sucks, but like you got a lot of players on this team still. You got a lot of players on this team. If you put a sub seven win performance out here, you deserve to be fired. And that's what I'll say also with these defensive gurus. They tend to come in with their like, oh, we're preaching a new message. We're changing the culture around here. Right. Yeah. And but here's the thing. That only works once you start seeing wins accumulate. Once once those wins don't start accumulating, that message is useless. Take a look at I'll I'll give you one prime example. Matt Patricia for the Detroit Lions. He's right. coming in here. Yeah. He's he's taking a new culture to the team and, and everything's changed. They're hitting hard at practice. There's no veteran rest days. You got the hits philosophy. <laughs> I just, I don't know if he's a good enough leader too. Like this man's having his players go up and, and I get it. I get the message. Like, obviously you have your players like TJ Edwards that have been to a Super Bowl, go up and, and talk to players about what it takes. Like I get the messaging. Dude, you're the head coach of the team. <laughs> Tell them how they're going to get to the Super Bowl. Like you don't need to have your players always speak for you. Yes, they can be leaders yeah. in the locker room, but Take the reins, my guy. I, I don't. What is going on internally? And obviously, I, I, with the assistance, like we gotta get everyone in order. Like it's just too unorganized everywhere, throughout the staff. This is year two. You went three and fourteen. You should be dotting your eyes, crossing your t's, yeah, checking your p's and q's. Like what are you doing, man? You you have no room to go out here and deliver a performance that bad. I don't even care if your team's at a talent deficit. You can't go out there in the NFL and have a game like that. The Cardinals, who are trash, hung in there with, yeah, nearly with the Commanders. I mean, it's... They're playing with spirit, and their guy's asking if they're fired up after a car ride to the facility. <laughs> the what are you doing? <laughs> coach of all time. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's to the point where... And I know we'll get backlash from all this, but I, I hope that our fans can at least... A, like, am I saying that we're going to be awful this year? No, it's week one. I get it. Maybe. We get, yeah, maybe that should be, <laughs> yeah. 
it should be a given that we're gonna not be great but it should be a you know pleasant surprise when we do good <laughs> at this yeah. point but in all seriousness no it's week one i get it i get that coming on here all fired up reese i appreciate that you stayed level-headed throughout all this because i clearly am not i am i just am wondering when this insanity will stop and i just mm. here's here's what i'll say and i hope i'm wrong i really hope i'm wrong and you know we probably had a podcast very similar to this last year when going into our first meeting against the packers we got utterly dominated right but the expectations uh -huh. weren't the same on that team the expectations nah. were not the same the quarterback was not the same on the packers the packers did not come off a six win season like they did this previous year I don't know how the hell that happened. Did you hear that? Yeah. The I heard it. The music started playing. We're gonna bring in Ed Ogeron. He's gonna be the coach of the Chicago Bears. Yeah, here, yeah, here you go. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That would be truly hilarious. Um, <laughs> he should be back, by the way. You know what? In, in a common Bears twist, and this is gonna be controversial here. They're gonna start interviewing Pat Fitzgerald. <laughs> so you know what? You just That's got canned from Northwestern. <laughs> God, those, if you look back at our podcast when we're talking about the Bears hiring a coach, the, our candidates are pathetic, truly pathetic. The one candidate who I think is about to kick off, if haven't, yeah, just kicked off, Brian Dable. Man, Might have missed on one. It's all, it's all because they waffled on Bruce Arians back in what was that, 2013 or something like that. The And the Bears are always pretty frequently one year off because, man, if, uh, Oh, man. Just imagine if this is a Doug Peterson coach team. Can we talk about the, that for yeah. a second? <laughs> oh, we'd be we'd be way better. We'd be significantly better. And that was the guy that we kind of circled on our list. Like, hey, you know, things went wrong with the Eagles, but this guy's a Super Bowl winner. I'm not saying he's perfect, but we'd be better. I, I, I think that'd be pretty clear. <sighs> All right. <laughs> should we put people out of their misery now yeah i mean you guys right. should really just take the week off don't even think about the bears like go and yeah. go do other things take a walk in the park enjoy yourself breathe, breathe some fresh air yeah stay May off watch some watch some good football maybe don't <laughs> maybe he'll bring you to tears maybe he'll bring you some joy i, I don't know but that's that's a judgment call. Yeah, here's the thing for me. USC doesn't even play this week, next coming weekend. They're on a bye mm. week already. So now yeah. my only my only football I'm seeing next weekend is going to be us losing to the Bucks. Which <laughs> once you lose to Baker Mayfield, <laughs> man, that's a new low. He's going to plant the Buccaneers flat. Oh wait, no, we're playing at Tampa Bay. So oh yeah, he can't do it there. Maybe he'll yeah. fly back to Chicago just to do it for do us that. there too. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. But I mean, thank you guys. I, I we appreciate you. We hope that the uncanny nature of this podcast helped, or at least you can embrace in the anger. Think you were idiots. You know, I'm not gonna say. Do I think realistically, like coming to my senses, is this performance indicative of the rest of the season? No, the 49ers lost to the Bears last year on for opening game, and then they played in the NFC Championship. Right? They played in the NFC Championship, didn't they? 
Correct. Yep. Okay. Just want to yep. make sure. Yeah, they play in the NFC Championship. So it could that be what's happening here? That's us. That's us. Yeah. We're gonna be the net. That's write it. Write it down, guys. Yeah. Write it down <laughs> for all our optimists out there. But I I can say, and I hope y'all can relate, that this was a beatdown. We're sad about it. Hopefully, things will change in the future. Yep. Well, bear down. Bear down, guys. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe, maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. Maybe he'll fake a Chicago accent for us when he comes here. Here's for Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah. Defensive back in the NFL. <laughs> and here he is having the time of his life. Time of his life. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Bye.